You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Sassy Seniors is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.com forward slash sassy, S-A-S-S-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Jackson. Thanks so much for joining me for another edition of Sassy Seniors. Before we start our show today, I want to tell you about a little fellow who who has become my hero. Several weeks ago, a little 10-year-old Pepion named Tom. I cannot stop thinking about him. His owner is behind bars, serving time for severe abuse and animal cruelty. In fact, Tom was beaten so badly, they had to surgically remove his eyes. Now, Tom's former life was in a puppy mill, but his new owners, a firefighter and his wife who live in the southern part of Maine, have taken him in, his old owner, behind bars. And according to Kathy Mullen, I talked to her a couple of weeks ago, and she told me Tom has an extraordinary sense of smell. And she says that she and her husband, they don't want to be acknowledged for adopting this little guy. She says he is just, they are just grateful that Tom was given to them. So it just goes to show you that even at the age of 10, and we're talking a 10-year-old dog, that life is truly a new beginning for Tom. So Tom, you are my furry hero of the month. We're going to be back with a fabulous lady. Her name is Amy Shojai, and she's actually one of my colleagues here at Pet Life Radio. And we're going to talk about all things for older cats and dogs. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com, or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. <coughs> Create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. 
Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Sassy Seniors. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and I'm so pleased to have this next guest on. Even though I haven't met her in person, she is a colleague of mine here at Pet Life Radio. She is a certified animal behavior consultant. She's the author of nearly two dozen cat and dog care books, including The Complete Care for Your Aging Dog and The Complete Care for Your Aging Cat. She has a show called Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. She's a columnist. And she's joining us right now. Hello, Amy. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. You have such a long introduction because you've done so <laughs> many things in the animal world. Well, thank you. It's been, uh, you know, I've been blessed that I get to uh, to do what I love for a living. I commute up the stairs and, and I share <laughs> office space with my furry muses. It's a lot of fun. Isn't that a fabulous way to have a career, to be able to just go upstairs and have your pets at your feet? It really is. And when I first wrote these two aging books, the uh, Complete Care for Your Aging Cat, Saren, my kitty, is a model in the book. She's uh, the demo model. And at that time, she was not a senior citizen kitty. These are the second edition. They're updated versions. And she's 13 years old now. So uh, it really kind of strikes close to home for me. Well, Amy, we have that in common because my dog, Miko, is also 13. Ah, <laughs> I think one of the ultimate compliments, a veterinarians are actually praising these books. And in fact, Dr. Marty Becker, who is the resident veterinarian for Good Morning America, said, I'm a veterinarian, but I learned an incredible amount about caring for aging pets thanks to um, these books that you have written, Amy. Yes, Marty is, is a great guy. I've, I had the opportunity to work with uh, Dr. Marty Becker and Carol Klein on the uh, Chicken Soup for the Dog Lover's Soul and Chicken Soup for the Cat Lover's Soul. And they've, you know, he's, he's such a supportive person anyway and has a brilliant writer, has his own books out. And so it was, it was a great compliment to me that he felt like he could say that about these books. They really are a labor of love. I, I interviewed probably close to a hundred veterinary specialists and, and animal behavior people, surgeons, clinicians, cancer specialists for these books. And so it's really from the horse's mouth, so to speak, you know, <laughs> what is available for our aging uh, cats and dogs. And I'm sure that you found a lot is available for our aging pets. Pretty much anything you can do for a human, you can do for your cat or your dog these days. In fact, a lot of the... Uh, the medical breakthroughs that happen come from the world of animal medicine first. And then if they work there, then they bring them to the human side. So it's really pretty amazing. We have some of the same cancer treatments available for our pets. And what's cool with pets, you know, dogs and cats don't know from one day they may feel a little bit rocky or something. They go to the veterinarian and the veterinarian says, your cat, your dog has cancer. You know, and we 
totally go into meltdown and hysterical because we know what's in store. The cat or the dog, they don't know. Exactly. They don't have that problem. You know, as long as they feel good today, that's all they care about. Plus, cancer treatments for cats and dogs, they typically do not get sick. They don't lose their hair. Maybe they lose their whiskers a little bit, but that's about it. So, you know, they really have it up on us. They don't know that they're sick as long as they feel good and we can make them feel good. We can give them a great quality of life during their golden years. Yeah, because they pick up cues from us, obviously, you know. Oh, if, yes. if we're feeling down, then, of course, you know, they kind of feel a little down, too. Well, let's talk about the aging process. And I think, I guess, really to start with some of the changes that you observe in your older pet. And, you know, they're often gradual. But I got to tell you, with my dog, Miko, it was like one day... I noticed he wasn't hearing as well as he used to. Right, right. And it is so gradual that we, we live with them every day. We don't pay that close of attention. And it's, it's kind of a wake-up call when suddenly, you know, the dog can't jump up into the car anymore to go on that ride that he loves to go on the ride, but he can't yeah. get into the car anymore. So uh, what's helpful and what I recommend in the books is that you create your own kind of health report card and you write down everything your cat everything your dog loves to do what are their routines does the kitty love to lounge and sleep on top of the warm television set so the day that she doesn't well maybe that's a wake-up call you need to check something you know if the Mm -hmm. the dog always wakes you at 5 30 in the morning whether you have to go to school or not and then one day he does it that's a change that you need to pay attention to. So all of these kinds of things, if you make a list of all of the things your dog or your cat loves to do and they do routinely, that can alert you to a change. Now, there's a lot of normal changes, like you said, Mm -hmm. with Miko and his hearing. You know, aging eyes, for instance. Everybody has a a dog that, as he gets older, that eyes get a little bit cloudy, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's basically what the veterinary ophthalmologist told me was it's the same as a 40-year-old human suddenly needing glasses, the eye, it's a natural change. That's not cataracts. They can still see pretty well. It's just a little bit more blurry. They may miss a few kibbles in the bowl. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, that's a normal change. They get a little bit gray around their muzzle or the ear tips. And I don't think there's Grecian formula for pets. I so know. They don't really that's care, fabulous. though. I know. You that's know. true. They don't care. So, And, and some of the changes, like uh, we don't know that much about aging taste and aging sense of smell, but those really relate a lot to appetite, to stimulating the appetite. So pets that don't like the same foods anymore may have something to do with it tastes different or the the smell isn't there. So that's a real issue, especially with kitty cats that, you know, smell is so important to stimulating them to eat. So these are some, some normal things that, and then on the inside of the body, things that the veterinarian probably would have to see what's going on. Uh, the, uh, you know, heart and lungs immunity digestion with the, uh, the stomach, the intestines, maybe the kitty has more problems with hairballs. So you can do a blood panel test to see what is a normal baseline so that later on when they get older, then you know what was normal and now what are the changes and what do you need to do. 
I got to tell you, my dog, Miko, he has never lost his appetite. So that is one thing <laughs> that has remained. Now, you were talking about cats. The aging process, I, I must tell you, I'm not very schooled on cats and, you know, and how they age, much more so in dogs. But is the aging, or I should say, how different is it for cats aging than it is for dogs? Well, I think probably you could compare a cat's aging to a toy dog, okay? okay. Because we know that, that dogs, the, the rate at which they age depends a great deal upon their size. You know, the small dogs and cats tend to age much more gracefully and ha- are longer-lived than the larger size breeds. Like, a you know, a German Shepherd is going to be, you're going to be lucky to have him 10 to 13 years, you know, and the Great Danes, some of the giant breeds even a shorter lifespan. Cats, uh, it's not unusual for them to live into their late teens, even into their early 20s. It's not at all unusual. Some of the age-related diseases of cats and dogs are similar, but for instance, with cats, hyperthyroidism is a real issue. That's not really something we see in aging dogs that much. Diabetes is a big issue in cats. We do see that in dogs. So there are some similarities and a few dissimilar things, but uh, they both love us equally. They both expect us to take care of them, and both cats and dogs bring very special things into our lives. Weight control, I know, is a big issue, particularly when it comes to your, your aging cat and dog, because the more weight you have on you, the more difficult it is to get around, and so on and so forth. Especially we see that in dogs with arthritis as a huge issue. And it's kind of, as you said, it's a vicious cycle because you have a dog that has arthritis, so it hurts him to move. So he doesn't exercise as much, so he gains more weight. And mm-hmm. then that makes it hard to move, so he eats more. And it's just, you know, this kind of circular types of thing. And something that's really new in the cat world, cats have as much arthritis as dogs do. They just hide it a lot better. So the cat, instead, you know, the dog will, you'll have to see him having trouble getting up. He won't jump on the bed anymore. He may limp a little. Cats just stop moving. They'll get (laughs) in their bed and they just, they camp out. They're in their bed. And so with kitty cats, they've done some new studies and just discovered that it's a very high percentage, like 80, 90% of cats over the age of 10 are going to have a certain amount of arthritis. So just as with dogs, you want to get them up and moving. With dogs, it's great if you have uh, a swimming pool Mm. in the summertime. Swimming is one of the greatest things you can do for an arthritic dog. It's low impact. It takes the weight off. They can exercise a little bit, especially if you've got a Labrador, you probably won't keep him out of the pool anyway. Right. Um, Cats don't like swimming so much. Yeah, so what do you do? With cats, as well as with dogs, heat, warmth Mm. is going to help get them limber. So, you know, wherever the kitty cat's bed is, you can set a lamp over top and the cat will just sunbathe there and that will feel good Uh, massage is great there are some really good medications now especially for dogs for arthritis cats are a little bit different metabolically so you have to be very careful with what you give and the amounts you give and the veterinarian's the best person to talk about 
arthritis medicines for cats, but there are some new ones that are coming out that are going to be very helpful. Wow, that is so interesting with um, cats and arthritis. I really didn't realize it was such a high percentage. It really is. And there's some really neat new foods available now also. Some of the major pet food companies have come up with joint diets or foods for senior pets that actually have some of these nutraceuticals like the uh, chondroitin and uh, the glucosamine types of mm-hmm. additives that help tremendously. So yeah. if you have a, a senior cat or dog, you might check into some of those and it's not trying to you know chase down and pill the cat or you know hide peanut butter pill for the dog you actually just it's in the diet already so there's some great tools that are available for our senior kitties and and puppy dogs let's talk about that you were talking about food and how many pet companies are they're now realizing you know what all these pets that people have, they are getting older, and I think that they're acknowledging that, you know what, we need to really get going on this and make sure that once all these pets are aging and living longer, we have to have products that are available to these older cats and dogs. And I think that they're finally realizing that this is a really big market. It's a huge market. I think the people that have a pet particularly a senior citizen pep, they have shared a decade or more of time with this animal. It's truly a part of the family, and you treat your family members in a certain way. So maybe even more so than someone that has a younger or a new or a first-time pet owner. You've invested all of this time and all this love in your pet. You're much more willing and eager to look for those options that are going to keep him feeling good and keep him young as long as possible. So there there are diets that help with dental care, dental disease. Uh, I mean, there's a huge percentage of our pets by age four have periodontal disease. So there mm-hmm. are diets that actually have built in nutraceuticals and different types of nutrition that help keep the tartar from actually adhering to the teeth. It's not just the mechanical action of chewing. It's actually a protective way to keep the dental problems from developing. So they have it for teeth. They have it once your dog has heart disease. They have foods that will help relieve the weight on the heart or on the kidneys. There are diets now that can actually, in a percentage of diabetic cats, it will reverse diabetes. The diabetes goes away. You feed them the right kinds of food. So it's amazing what is available just with nutrition. There's a whole new arena of research called nutrigenetics, and I interviewed some people about this for an article that will be coming out in, I think it's already come out in Catnip Magazine and in Your Dog Magazine will be coming out with Tufts University. This is a science where they look at the food components that they will actually retool the way genes in the animal turn on or turn off, dial up or dial down. So you can actually feed a food and it will help with arthritis and reverse or protect from arthritis. The same with obesity. It can potentially turn fat dogs or dogs that are fat storers into a dog that is a more lean kind of animal. He uses food in a different way. There are diets now that will help reverse canine Alzheimer's. 
you know, for a certain period of time. All of these things, this is coming from human medicine back to pets and then from pets back to humans. It's fascinating. You can tell I'm getting excited about it. it well, no. So, well, I'm like salivating so over neat. it now because that's so interesting that you're saying that it could actually reverse canine Alzheimer's, which is to me fascinating, which brings up a couple of things. A, this nutrigenetics. Do you think that someday, maybe perhaps in our lifetime, our pets can live to be into well into their 20s and live health, healthy, you think? You think that's think coming so. up soon? I think some are already doing it. And I, a lot of it has to do with the genetics, what their parents bring to the table. But as we learn more about canine and feline genetics, the professional breeders are breeding more effectively and more ethically to prevent some of these diseases. They are learning to test for them so early that even if they have that in the gene pool, they can prevent it or they can treat it so that the animal can live with it. So, I mean, this is what's coming down the pike. They have tests now that you can predict a predisposition in women for certain types of breast cancer, for example. Well, they have the same sorts of tests that have been developed for genetic diseases in dogs and cats. And so the breeders are able to select parents that will not pass that on. So certainly we're going to have healthier animals in the future, plus we're going to have medicines and veterinary care that is beyond <laughs> beyond belief so that you will have an animal that lives healthy longer and perhaps does not have the old age diseases. They'll live longer, they'll be healthier up until the end. We talked a little about this before we went on air that, you know, I, I personally, I'd like to, you know, play hard and have a wonderful life and then drop dead with no regrets. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and for my animal friends, my animal companions, you know, I want them to be here forever. But the truth is they're not going to be here forever. But I, while they're here, I want them to feel good and be happy and have a wonderful life. And I think as long as we can, with good pet care, veterinary care, owner care, which is equally important, provide the best that we can and keep them happy and healthy right up to the end. What more could they ask? Absolutely. And this is a good time to take a break, Amy. We're here with Amy Shojai. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Who literally wrote the book on caring for your aging cat and dog. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Sassy Seniors is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with the savings up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code SASSY10, S-A-S-S-Y, and the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping on all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. Greetings, human. What planet? 
Meyer. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we are back with Amy Shojai. She wrote Complete Care for Your Aging Dog Egg, Complete Care for Your Aging Cat. And she's also a host on Pet Life Radio. She hosts Pet Peeves, and she is a certified animal behavior consultant. And Amy, we've been talking about so many fascinating things. Something that I found really interesting in your book, you mentioned stroke and pets. Yes. Oh my goodness, the recovery time for a dog that has a stroke, completely different than it would be in a human. And actually detecting, you know, whether they have a stroke or not, too, is really quite fascinating. Well, I know. And what a lot of the um, the folks, the, the veterinarians that I spoke with said, when I was in school, they used to say, that, oh, there's no such thing as stroke in dogs and cats. And now they're with the advent of MRIs and all of this, this wonderful ways that we have to diagnose things. They're actually discovering, well, yes, indeed, there are strokes in pets, but they don't tend to be the same as in people. With people, it's usually you notice, you know, the left side of the body, there are some deficits there. With pets, if it is a severe stroke, the animal dies. If Mm -hmm. it is not severe, then there may be some slight deficits, but then they slowly recover. And as one one of the veterinarians, a neurologist that I spoke with, made a comment. I thought it was quite interesting. He said, you know, cats and dogs don't have to play the piano. So they don't care if there's a deficit in one side. All they know is, you know, they adapt. They don't feel sorry for themselves. They get up and they limp along. And as they do, they get stronger and stronger and they come back. So there may be a short period of time. And it depends very much on the individual animal, too. So it can be due to high blood pressure, the result of kidney failure, which is quite common 
in older dogs. Heart disease, it could have a, uh, be a problem with that in dogs, with cats. It's about the same thing. Cats actually have more kidney disease probably than dogs do. But they don't really, the brain doesn't feel pain. So it's not a painful situation. They mm-hmm. may feel a little frustration when they suddenly wake up one morning and they can't do that gigantic leap from the uh, chair to the top of the mantle where they can break fine objects of art. <laughs> so... <laughs> but uh, if you give them a little bit of time, very often, in most cases, they are going to recover to a certain extent. Well, we've been talking about some wonderful things, wonderful strides, nutrigenetics, things that can really keep your pets living longer and healthier. But there is the inevitable. And once your pet passes away, you have wonderful section in the book as well as talking about end-of-life choices and validating grief. And I think it's really important to talk about that too. Yes, I think that's something that we have a difficult time with. I mean, when we've shared our lives with a very special cat or dog for a decade or more in some place, sometimes two decades, we have shared experiences, life experiences. That dog may have been the one that helped us learn how to walk as a toddler. You know, the cat maybe walked us down the aisle figuratively, was there when we came home from college. The dog was there when when a spouse died and got us through that or when a spouse left. So there are all of these different things that are tied up in our emotions with the animal. We love them dearly, but they also represent life milestones. So it can be very difficult for people when they, they know they're going to lose a pet because our friends and family don't always give us the same support as they would if we were losing a human loved one. Particularly now, if they have never owned a pet before. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And I know the people that are listening to this show or listen to Pet Peeves, we're the ones that get it. We kind of understand and we empathize and sympathize with friends when they lose a furry companion. The rest of the world, the boss that you go to work, they aren't going to understand why you need to take a day off. You don't get bereavement pay when you lose a pet. So it's, I think it's important to understand that it's painful when you lose a pet. That's normal to feel pain. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's normal. If you didn't love them so much, you wouldn't have the pain. So really, the pain is a testament to the wonderful times you had together. And you can celebrate the life that they had. Now, it will take time, and everybody goes through different stages of grief at different paces. There's no right or wrong. Some people want to adopt again immediately. Others say, I never can again. What is right for you is right for you. But what's important is to find people who understand that you can talk to, whether that's online or in person. There are grief counselors. A lot of the veterinary clinics will have groups where you can go and meet. Just talk about what you're feeling. People that have pets that have a terminal disease. And basically, when you have an old pet, kidney disease, diabetes, cancer, any of these can be a terminal disease. A veterinary oncologist told me when I was researching these books, and I thought this was something that that was very important to understand. Sometimes treating a terminal disease, you know 
your pet is not going to recover. Mm-hmm. But you can make him feel good. And during that time, it gives you time, the owner and your family, to come to terms with the inevitable. And that's a great gift. And it gives you time for your pet to say, you know, it's okay. I've had a good life. It's time. Right. And you know, I must tell you that more and more funeral homes are actually offering services to help you with that end of life for your pets. And yes. I think that actually it's a wonderful thing because it, it really helps you get through it and acknowledge to your, your friends and family and you know, hopefully they can be there to support you. But they are acknowledging that pets are a part of the family and offering these services, I think, just is a, a testament to how important the family pets have become to people, to Americans. Absolutely. And in the books, I have a section on home nursing care. And that's something I think that can be very helpful for families when they are preparing for the end. They can take care of this pet at home and give the kitty cat fluid therapy. Yes, you can do this. (laughs) It's really Mm -hmm. not that difficult. And then you have that part of that kind of experience later on to say, I gave this gift to my cat. It's very helpful for children also. Oh, yeah. Some of the people I talked to, human psychologists said, be very careful in your language. With children, losing a pet often is the first time they lose someone close to them. So don't say put to sleep because then a young child is going to worry. Well, when I go to sleep, will I not wake up? You can say euthanasia. You can say it's his time to die. If they ask about heaven, whatever your belief system is, you can share that. I think a lot of pastors now will understand. Pastors and rabbis will understand and be able to help and guide you with your children. Have, you know, plan for the, for the end of life and for the after the end of life, for memorials. Give a gift in your pet's name to a foundation. Maybe if your cat died of diabetes, you may want to give a donation to a foundation that helps research that to help with future cats. So there's all different ways that you can honor the memory of your special dog or your special cat after they've gone. But the ultimate honor is to adopt again. Absolutely. Amy, what would you like our listeners to take away from these two books? Age is not a disease. Pets are living longer, healthier lives in part because of better veterinary care, but the number one reason is because owners love them. And I think the best thing you can do for your pets is, that's it. Listen to your heart. Love your pets. Give them what they need. And understand that whatever choice you make, as long as you make that choice with love in your heart, it cannot be the wrong choice. Absolutely. Now, Amy, I know our listeners can also hear your show, Pet Peeves, on Pet Life Radio, but what else are you working on, the projects? Uh, well, I just, uh, funny you should I just say, I, or what aren't you working on, because you're, <laughs> you're so busy. Very busy. I've, I've just brought back the um, updated second edition of my book, Pet Care in the New Century, Cutting Edge Medicine for Dogs and Cats, and although... These two aging books also touch on some of this. The new book talks about 
kidney transplants, cloning, brain surgery, uh, all kinds of really wow kinds of medicine that's very exciting. And so that's kind of the latest one that's going on. And uh, we'll see from there. I've got a lot of um, irons in the fire and and the the dog and cat keep me uh, hopping. So (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, after talking to you and after um, reading these books, it really is, it gives you so much hope and you're energized. And it's, it's such good news for our pets to know that you know, you could live long, healthy lives. And it's really uplifting, these two books. It really is. Thank you. They really Thank are. You. That was uh, kind of the whole point. When I started to write the books, I thought, oh, you know, this is going to be so depressing. And then, and it's not. It's, no. it's not. And the, now, I will tell you the stories in the book. Both of these books have what I called uh, golden moments. And these are true stories of pets that have gone through the disease or the care issue that's being discussed. Most of those pets at the time the book was first written were aged, so they are no longer with us. But the hope that they give, I mean, the kitty cat that receives a kidney transplant and lives on and the, and the dogs that, there's a dog story in there uh, from a veterinary ophthalmologist who has hunting dogs and one of his dogs this is a veterinary ophthalmologist and his dog went blind and he couldn't do anything about it so i mean how frustrating is that but his dog had another pet that became his guide dog so and he would take the blind dog out in the field where it was safe and let the old guy hunt because that's what the dog loved that's what it's about is making life wonderful for our aging pets and I think you can do that with the proper care. Absolutely. Amy, thank you for joining us and both books by the way um, are available on Amazon Kindle and I believe the Aging Cat book is actually, you can buy that now in print, right? It's in print. In print, in fact. I just saw it. It's on barnesandnoble.com in the print version and should be on Amazon very shortly. It's such, it really, if you have a chance to get these books, I'm telling you, it is a true Bible and it's, and it's great to be able to look at these books and to refer back to these books on a daily, weekly basis. Well, so, thank Amy, you so thank much. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it's nice meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> nice virtually meeting you. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, have a good one. And thanks for joining us, everyone, for this edition of Sassy Seniors. We'll see you back here. Bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.